Welcome to our online Wednesday evening broadcast. We wish you were able to be in the house of God with us this evening, but we are doing what needs to be done in order to overcome the crisis that our land is in. I would ask this evening that you would pray, pray for those that are members of this church who are sick, and pray for those who have the coronavirus. Pray for every medical person that is involved in trying to save lives. Pray for our land. We stand every service on 2 Chronicles 7 and 14, where the Bible says that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, if they'll turn from their wicked ways, if we will repent and we will pray, we do believe that God will heal our land. Healing is coming, and this shall pass, and we shall soon be back together again. I know it's very disheartening to not be able to come to the house of the Lord, but that too shall return, and I believe that in the name of Jesus Christ. Let me remind you before we go into the word of the Lord this evening that we are uh, asking you to give online. Since you're not able to come to the house of the Lord, please give online. They'll put uh, something on the screen, no doubt, where that you can give. And you can give by online in our website, which is clcmonroe.org. You can give by text. Uh, you can mail your payment into the church, your contribution. And if you need us to, we will be happy to uh, send one of our staff to your home. I know some of our elder members do not do that much on internet, but we ask you to give as you always do. And thank you for being so faithful to God in your giving. I hope you've gathered your family around you. I hope that you are ready for the word of the Lord here this evening. We started a series last week. Brother Rory Chance did our first lesson on Bless This Home. And he talked about, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. We believe the Beatitudes, and we believe that these are important things. If you begin to read in Matthew chapter 5, you'll, you'll find Jesus giving us in Matthew 5, 6, and 7 the greatest, greatest sermon that I've ever known, the Sermon on the Mount. And with that Sermon on the Mount, he started with the Beatitudes. And that's where we're going to take our text this evening again. And he went through several things of what we would be blessed by if we would participate in. And the one we will talk about this evening is found in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 8. This Beatitude just simply says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. We're going to talk tonight about the blessings that come upon our home, but we're going to talk about having a pure heart. And perhaps we can help you this evening in your walk with God. Have you ever been robbed? Has anybody ever just robbed you? Maybe some of you have. You've been robbed by uh, someone who maybe even held a gun to you, and maybe someone stole something from you. We go to great lengths to protect our belongings and protect ourselves. I, I, have a, I have a security system in my home, probably just like you do. 
to make sure that nobody comes in unaware. We have cameras now everywhere, every street corner, everywhere there's cameras. But we are very careful to protect our physical being and our belongings, our finances, the things we own, the things that we have accrued over a lifetime. But tonight I want to talk to you about protecting your heart because when we talk about the heart, we talk about something entirely different. Jesus talked about the heart, talked about it a lot. He used the, the heart as a metaphor for emotions, our feelings, our, our inner self. He, he talked about us getting things right on the inside. He said, blessed are the pure in heart. In other words, down in the inside of us, things have to be pure. I've always believed, and I believe even now, that you do not, you do not get saved from the outside in. You, you get saved from the inside out. That's why the Scripture said that it's, a, it's like a river of living water that flows from the inside out. I've often told the story, and, and I'll slip it to you again on this Wednesday evening about the man that went out to the hog pen and was tired of his hog looking and smelling bad and, and didn't like what was going on. So he brought the hog into the house and bathed him in good smelling soap and put a little perfume on him and put a little little bow up on his head and thought, well, we'll cure this. This, this hog won't stink anymore. But as soon as he left the door open, the hog was back out and right back into the hog waller and right back into the mud. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm telling you, you can clean up your outside, but if you leave your heart undone and untouched and impure, then you haven't done what God is wanting to do in you. That's why he said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. There's, there's people that will tell you, well, just follow your heart. I don't know if that's good advice because let me tell you what the Scripture says about the heart. The Bible said that it is deceitful above all things, and the Scripture said it is desperately wicked. Who can understand it? That's in Jeremiah chapter 17. Who can understand it? And the next verse said, I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind. So God looks at us and says, you got to have a heart transplant. you got to do something to get your heart right. Could I take you to the Old Testament where David said this? He said, in sin I was born and I was shapen in iniquity. He said, my mother brought me into this world in sin and I was shapen in iniquity. It's the heart of a natural man that is deceitfully wicked and, and all things are, are, are created new when God comes in and fixes that which is inside man. So what I've come to talk to you about this evening is getting that pure heart, getting that in your home, getting that in your children, getting that in your own life. A heart is so important. Ephesians chapter 4, there is one translation in, of verse 18 and 19 that said, they are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Verse 19 said, Having lost all sensitivity, 
they have given themselves over to sensuality as to indulge in every kind of impurity. Now, we're going to talk for a few minutes here about the darkening of the heart and the understanding. We lose our understanding and we're separated from God with our lifestyle. We become ignorant of the things that God's trying to do because of the hardening of our hearts. You know, there, there's, there's, it's like walking into a dark room sometime. When we are in life, we, we are suddenly, we can't see. And you know how it is when you turn the lights off and you can't see and things just go totally dark. But all of a sudden, that, that, that becomes clearer and clearer. That object in the room, that one little sliver of light, that's something that begins to come in. And, and, and then you can begin to see a little movement. You get used to that. This is the devil's way in our spiritual life of luring us into a lifestyle where we lose all sensitivity and we have hardening of the heart. He slips little things in on us. He puts us, he puts us in jeopardy with our soul because we let our heart get out of kilter. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. You can cut your hand off in life and live. You can, you can lose an eyeball and live. You can have a leg amputated and live, but you can't live without a heart. And when you're in the church of the living God and you're trying to do the right thing and you want to live right before God, your heart has to be taken right. There's got to be some purity there. God wants that. You, you, you have to be careful. Could I take this to a, another level, mom and dad? And I hope your children are with you this evening because you wouldn't feed your baby a bottle of poison. You, you wouldn't throw your child into a swimming pool with acid. You, you have to be careful what you give and feed your family because if you want a blessed home, it's going to take a pure heart. If you want to see God, it's going to take a pure heart. He did not put an age limit on that. It starts when we are tender and young. And so we must teach our children the purity of heart. You, you have to be careful how you guide your family. Uh, could I talk to moms and dads? And I know that we're just doing FaceTime and Internet right now. But I'm going to talk to you like you were sitting here in this congregation tonight and everybody was on these pews. Because I want you to get the word of the Lord. Your family is the most prized possession you have. The Bible said your children are a heritage of the Lord. And, and they're like arrows in your quiver. And you can take your bow and aim them and shoot them in the right direction. You don't, you don't do some things because, because uh, it's too dangerous. I'm talking about in your physical life. But you've got to understand what I'm about to say to you. You can't just let your 15-year-old daughter get in a car and drive off with somebody you've never met. You can't let your 14-year-old son have a smartphone and have unlimited access to whatever he wants. You can't pay money for for the wrong kind of music and the wrong kind of movies and put them in your house. Let me tell you something. We are not just a Christian family. We are a Christ-centered home. You have to be careful 
because like I said a few minutes ago, the devil will lure you into the trap. Hollywood says it's okay. The world says it's okay. But let me tell you, what goes into your house, it affects your heart. You know what one writer said? My eye affects my heart. What you see, what you hear, what you do, what you put in your family, what you let them watch on the television, what kind of movies you let them go to. There, there are just some things, you know, people say, well, I'm, I'm a young person and I, I'll get it all together and, 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 you know, I'm not really required to do the things that these old folks do, but that is absolutely not true. Listen to this. You don't build a life of righteousness upon a foundation of sin. You have to have your heart right. Psalms 119, verses 9 and 10. How can, you, how can a young person stay in the path of purity on this, in this world? You want to know, mom and dad? Go read Psalms 119, 9 and 10. By living according to the word of God, seek with all your heart and do not Stray from the commands of God. How does a family stay pure in heart? How do you have a blessed home? Well, let me tell you something. You can't scream and cuss the cat and cuss the kids and fight and fuss all week long and come into the house of God on a Sunday or gather around your computer or your smartphone and watch service on a Wednesday and be oh so spiritual. A pure heart is pure from early morning to midnight. It's pure seven days a week, 365 days a year. And if you want your home to be blessed, you have to have the purity of heart. You don't build life, a life of righteousness on a foundation of sin. That's why, mom and dad, I speak to you tonight with your children near you. Teach them the ways of God. Go back and read the book of Deuteronomy where the Lord instructed Israel. He said, you teach them in the morning. You teach them at noon. You teach them at night. You teach them every day. You teach them the ways of God. So I am talking to you this evening about creating a culture of purity so that your home can be blessed no matter what this world is going through. So, to create a culture of purity, it has to be intentional. Very quickly tonight, I want to give you three things. Three things. So stay tuned. So number one is this. Get your heart right. Get your own heart right. Don't worry about everybody else until you get you right. Sweep up around your own back door. It was a wise man that picked up the pen in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23. And this is what he said. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Some things are obvious. Some things are obvious. Listen to me right now. Some things we know we can't do. Some things we've got to be careful with because we absolutely understand they are sin. There are sins of sexual immorality. There are sins, there are sins of, of, of even thought process that we have to conquer and we have to be in charge of. Guard your heart. Set your affection upon things above. Watch kind of what kind of book you read. Watch what kind of movie you watch. Watch where your feet go. Watch what your mouth says. Watch where your mind takes you. You can't hang out with the things of this world and stay pure. 
That's why the Lord said, come out from among them and be ye separate. That, that scripture tells us that we cannot indulge in worldly things and have a pure heart. Jesus told the Pharisees one time, I love the way he handled them because he looked at them. He said, you look good. You're whited sepulchers on the outside, but on the inside you are full. You are full of dead men's bones. He said, you look great. As you, the, you look like a cup that looks really clean on the outside, but on the inside there's some old nasty coffee grounds and there's some things left from yesterday. He said, in other words, your appearance looks good, but you're not good inside. Your heart is unclean. It was way back in the book of, uh, in the Old Testament, the book of Samuel, that First Samuel, that the Lord said that man looketh upon the outward appearance, but God looks upon the heart. Sometimes we dress up for our world and we dress up for the things that, that we want people to think about us. But you can't have a nasty spirit and a nasty mind and a nasty heart and a bad attitude. You gotta have a heart that is in tune with God. Someone said, well, let your conscience be your guide. There's a problem because the scripture also says that sometimes we sear our conscience. Let your heart be your guide. No, not unless you have your heart right with God. Here's what I say. Let the word of God be your guide. And let the spirit of God be your guide. And pray every day until you get your heart in tune with God. You can't. You can't be entertained with the things of this world and, and keep a pure heart somewhere every day. You have to come in contact with the maker. You have to fall before him and say, God, I need you to touch my mind today. I need you to touch my heart today. I need you to work on me. We're good. We're very good at rationalizing all of our impurities and things that are impure. Well, it won't hurt to hang around with this friend. It won't, it won't hurt to, to watch this or read this or go here or say this or have this attitude. We're good at rationalizing. Well, they're doing it, and they're doing pretty good, and we compare ourselves with ourselves. I challenge you tonight, step number one, get your own heart right with God. Get it right with God, and then it will be right in every phase of your life. The Bible teaches us that God is looking at our hearts. People may look at the outside, but God checks the inside. He knows where we are. The biggest mistake some of us make in our lives and in our homes and parenting is we focus on the outside only. You know, Johnny gets mad, and he's him and sisters fighting and you call Johnny in and you say Johnny you get in there and apologize and he stomps in there and he says okay I'm apologizing you witch but he really didn't have it on the inside he just did what you were talking to him about the biggest mistake we do in parenting to our children and to our homes is we, we, we cover everything from the outside. I, I, I want you to understand, we, we've got to parent. This is number two. You've you got to parent to the heart. You clean your own heart up and then you parent 
to the heart of your kids and your family. You've got to say, you've got to say, this is God, this is why we do this. You've got to teach them the word of the Lord. You've got to give them the things that are in the word of God. This is why we do this. Oh no, kids don't like to be parented, and and you know what? We're all carnal and and we we all have our issues and our problems, but if we will get our heart right, we can work on our children's heart and our family's heart, and we can have the God that lives inside of us ruling and reigning in righteousness every day. Let me give you point number three. Pursue perfect purity of the heart. You say, how am I going to be perfect, pastor? I don't believe there are any perfect people. Well, let me tell you what we do, we have to do as Christians. I don't pastor a perfect church to you that I'm talking to now. None of us are perfect. We all make mistakes. But thank God for the power of the blood. And thank God for the, the altar of repentance. And thank God that when we are wrong and we have sinned and we have failed, we know that there is one that said, if you confess your sins, I am faithful and just to forgive your sin. So I'm telling you tonight, anything less than perfect purity is impurity. So we have to work daily on a pure heart. We've got to get it right. You want blessings of God upon you? You've got to get purity in your life. Psalms 4, or pardon me, Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23. But among you, there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed because these are improper for God's holy people. You, you, you got you to hear that tonight. Uh, that Pardon me, that was Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 3. You can't have a hint of any sexual immorality or any kind of impurity. Anything less than, than, than perfect purity is impurity. You've got to understand that. How much impurity prison lets in or your, your life lets in or a movie lets in or uh, an, an invitation to a neighbor lets in or something that you've done. You know, kids, will, will, they'll, they'll work on you, mom and dad. Listen to me. They'll say, oh, it's not that bad. Let, let me tell you when, you, when when they say PG, a movie's PG, there's a reason they have PG. That's parental guidance. And when one says R, there's a reason one says R. I'm on, I'm on a roll here, and it's uh, right in the middle of coronavirus, but you got to hear me. The pure heart, the pure heart. Mom, when that kid comes in and said, I'm going to watch this, or you know they're watching that, or you know that, you, you, better, be, you better check that out. I, I, I heard a guy saying, this is, uh, this is a little off for some of you, but it's, it's, so, it's so true. It was such a fantastic uh, uh, thing that he said that I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to repeat that. He said, a, a, a kid came in to mom and said, I'm going to watch this movie. It's PG. And mom said, oh, no, you can't watch that. That's not good. He said, well, it just has a little bit, just a little bit of thing wrong in it. And, 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 and that's all, mom. That's all. Just a little bit. And so she said, well, I'm going to make some brownies. Now, this is bad, and I know you're watching on the Internet. But the story said that she went out in the yard, and she just, uh, you know, she scooped up a little dog poop, and she put it in the brownies. And she, she called the kids in, said, 
here's your brownies. And she said, but before you eat the brownies, I want you to understand what I did. And she told him what she did. And the kid said, ooh, we're not eating that. Oh, she said, every other ingredient is good. There's just a little bit. Could I get to you this evening on the internet? Could I talk to you from the heart of a pastor tonight? It just takes a little bit. It's the little foxes that spoil the vine. He that breaketh the hedge, the Bible said, a a serpent will bite him. You got to be careful because a little bit can cause an impure heart. I know you'll criticize some of that, but it's okay with me. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. What if I'm impure? What, what if I am impure? You're not going to see God. Ezekiel 36 and verse 26. Here's what happens if you're impure and you want to be pure. The Lord said, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and I will give you a heart of flesh. God can do a heart transplant upon every one of us and we can be blessed in our homes, blessed with purity in our children. Teach your girls and teach your boys and teach your family how to live a pure life. There's places that you can't go. There's things that you can't say. There's things that we're not able to do as Christians because it brings impurity into our lives. I still believe that God is looking for people who will separate themselves from the world. That's why David said he knew he had a wrong heart. He knew he had committed murder. He knew that he had done wrong when he lied to the prophet. He knew that he had done wrong when he committed adultery. But David said this in Psalms 51, and I have prayed it so often because I understand where David was. He said, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew in me a right spirit. I want a pure heart. One translation said, created me a pure heart, O God, and renew in me a steadfast spirit. I want God to make me pure and steadfast. I hope as you sit at home tonight and on a Wednesday evening and we're missing church, but we're still getting the word of God that you understand. And if you're visiting with us tonight on internet, I hope tonight that you would have God do a heart check, kneel down beside your bed, talk to God before you go to bed tonight. A man told me today, he said, Pastor, I want you to know that every night my wife and my children or my child, we gather and we pray before we go to bed. It's a family tradition. It's what we have to do. Get your children around. You want a blessed home? You want to see God? You want to see God? Look, you don't, we're not talking about just seeing God when the rapture takes place. We're talking about seeing God through everyday life. Seeing what God will do through us and in us. Teaching your children how to pray. Teaching them how to live righteous and holy unto God. Bless our homes, O God. Bless our homes. And in blessing our homes, bless our heart. And purify us that we may be what you want us to be. Could I plead with you on this Wednesday night, if you don't do anything else after I get through this evening, slip off to a room somewhere and have God check your heart. You know 
Have him open the doors and walk down the dark corners where you haven't been for a long time and, and see what lies there. Sweep good, clean good, because blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. May God bless you this evening. I hope you have a wonderful week. We'll be back here Sunday on the internet. Our young people will have things going on. Young people, if you're watching me, Brother Chase Hoyt will have things for you that will be coming across your text and, and through the internet and what have you. I can only long and wait for us to be able to gather back in the house of God. But I want to tell you, we're going to stand and we're going to do what is morally right we respect our community, we respect our leaders, we respect our governor, we respect our president, and we're going to do what they've asked us to do. And I believe that God is going to honor that. And when we come again to the house of God, there's going to be great revival and a great gathering and an influx of souls. Have a pure heart. Keep a pure mind. Be careful what you turn your computer on. Be careful what you pick up to read. Be careful what you lay your eyes on. Be careful how you live today, tomorrow, and every day. May God bless you. I hope God does bless your home. Let me pray with you in closing tonight. Holy God, would you bless our people? Would you bless those who are watching me right now? Would you lay your hand upon them wherever they are? Go into their living rooms and their kitchens. Go wherever they are in their homes or their automobiles or even on their patios. Lord, let the blessings of God come upon our homes. We need the angels of God around us right now. We need, Lord, sin to be rooted out. We need a pure mind and a pure heart. We need the touch of God that only you can give. We need the protection of the Lord. I pray for that. I pray, God, that you would send this virus out of our land. I pray that you would gather your people back again. I pray for a pure heart, and I pray for a blessed home. Bless my house. Bless their house. Bless this house. In Jesus' name we ask today. Amen. May God bless you. I'll see you Sunday morning.